Enjoy Radio Free Brooklyn. This is what Brooklyn sounds like. Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. Hey, how, how are you doing? Yeah, we're it's December 1st. We're getting down to the wire on the whole holiday thing. So that that's always a mixed bag, isn't it? It's great when you're really young, when you're a kid, because it's just presents and, you know, you don't, you're not in charge of anything, no responsibility, just get gifts. But like once you get past 12, it, you're, in, you start realizing society sucks. You're going to have to like go find money, go out, buy presents. Although it doesn't really get, yeah, it just snowballs from there. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. And, and some of it's great. It's a great excuse to like, see somebody you haven't seen in a year or a couple of years and then not see them again for a couple more years. But you know what? I want to tell you about Radio Free Brooklyn because we are the greatest radio station in the Western Hemisphere. I also want to let you know that I have, uh, I have an incredible a comedian that I, uh, I'm going to say uh, has been around a while that I personally just discovered last week. And I got him in here and I'm thrilled to have him. Edward Farrell, Farrell, I'm not going to say your name. He's blushing already. Edward Farrell, you got it. Edward Farrell, and he's also the owner of multiple bars. But I'm going to get to that in a second. So just, I'm just bear with me because I got to get to the part that I got to get to, and it's about Giving Tuesday, even though it's Thursday today. Do do you you know about Giving Tuesday? I'm not going to. That I could explain it. It's a global generosity movement, but you don't want to hear this crap. Let me just tell you something. Okay. Radio Free Brooklyn, honest to God, is a really uh, valuable contribution to society and everything. It's, it's one of the art organizations that is completely voluntary and is genuinely from is genuinely inclusive and generous to word. It's got, it's a really good force on the planet besides being a great radio station. And I've been involved in a lot of arts organizations and by this one is exceptional in that the people that make, make it up are incredibly dedicated and people that are, I think are, are really, really, really genuinely good people. There's no other reason to be part of the station unless you have a message that you want to get out and you want to be around other people that are fucking awesome and weird and inclusive and 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 accepting. So I'm just going to tell you that's why I I want you to help. I it's I want you to support us so we stick around. But even more than that, I feel good about asking you to donate. I actually I actually feel feel good about it. And I wouldn't be saying that I mean well you know I I'm not full of shit, okay? If I am I'm I'm gonna tell you that I'm being full of shit. So go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. And really this is a really important time of year from us for us. This is our most important fundraising uh, time. This is when we we make our plans for the rest of the year. Uh, hopefully, we'll have enough money to make our plans for the rest of the year. Okay, 
Thank you so much. Now I'm going to get to our guest, Edward Farrell. So I'm going to introduce Edward. I'm going to. T- so anyway, last Friday night, I uh, was on the way home. On my way home from an art opening, and I wound up going to. I was like, I'm not. I'm going to try. Yeah, this looks good. And I I went into Old Man Hustle, Brooklyn. Be uh, and then I was like, oh, they have comedy. And I went in the back. And I saw a terrific comedy show at um, the Brooklyn Comedy Club, and that's spelled B-R-K-L-Y-N. Don't get it wrong, so you know. B-K, B-K-L-Y-N. B-K-L, yeah, I got it wrong. (laughs) That's why you're here. That's why you're here, Edward. So anyway, uh, and um, I wound up being really, really impressed by this one comedian uh, who's right here in front of me, Edward. And I went home and I looked him up and I was like, wait a minute, he owns that club and he owns that club and he owns that club. But the funny, this is also a really funny thing about you, Edward, and I know that you know this about yourself. This is the first time we've met in person, by the way, guys. I mean, you you don't remember me from, you. I mean, I remember you, but you don't remember. I was sitting in the audience no. in the back. You have no idea who I am. What show are you? Eight, I, last Friday, a week ago. Eight o'clock, 10 o'clock. Uh, I think it was eight. Oh, okay. That was a better one. Oh, it was a better one? Well, it was very, very good. So anyway, um, so I was just like, wow, this guy, because Edwards, um, he's very, he doesn't try too hard. He's very, <laughs> he he's very self-contained and he's not selling anything. That's how I see it. Does that make sense to you? Uh, whoa. Um, hold on. Not yet. I'm not selling anything. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I'm selling booze. Uh, <laughs> Even though he does, you don't drink. No, I don't drink. I you don't, do Coke review, Coca Cola reviews. I used to do that. That was really funny. He does these Coca Cola reviews on Yelp? At um, I used to. I started, that was very great. Up. That was very great. Is it not loud enough or too loud? It's a little too hot in my my ears. All right, all right. How's that? Better, How's better, that? Better better, 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 better. All right, cool. Okay, he he. Edward, I just found out he used to be a sound guy. He knows his <laughs> shit. He knows his shit. Sometimes. So um. Anyway, just just to like, let, just, so you guys. So this is what happened. So I found out Edward owns these clubs, uh, bars. And I'm like, how is this guy? And then I start thinking, well, I'd love to have him on my show, but he's probably got like, you know, thousands and thousands of fans. And then I go look up like your Twitter. How many Twitter followers? You have like. Uh, I don't use Twitter. Uh, I used to use Instagram, but I actually just started actually promoting myself, which is kind of weird because you reached out to me because I just kind of started doing that this week. Um, I was in a pretty big sketch by his comedian, Ryan Long know him but uh, um so i got a little traction off of that and i was like all right now's the time i gotta ride the wave so i started putting stuff out and i guess i'm in social media now okay so here <laughs> here's the thing about ed that uh, edward that i'm gonna say is weird and i'm going out on a limb here edward that mm. you're gonna you're gonna trust me to to oh, wow. to not get offended okay i'm going out on a limb i'm gonna say that um what i'm really curious about is how someone as talented and together and motivated enough to own, run, have all those businesses, clubs and bars, which are notoriously difficult businesses to make a go of. How does somebody like you get this far without 
doing like a lot of promotion and what what internal resources do you have and why aren't you why don't why aren't you motivated like how did it happen and why aren't you promoting why aren't you motiv I don't care that you're not promoting yourself what I'm interested in is why you're not motivated to promote yourself uh, it's not that I'm not motivated it's just that I um you know, I opened up a bar. I opened up a comedy club right before the pandemic. I've had three different mm -hmm. staffs. It's been open and closed three different times. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes a lot of my time. Uh, I just recently had to step, like, kind of step back into more of like a larger role in the clubs and kind of resetting things and coming out. But a lot of times, it's it's that you know. Yeah, I um, mean, I don't mean motivation. I mean like drive. I mean like most comedians are like dying to get their 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 material, you know, their material, their name, whatever they can to like get themselves out there and get uh, the attention. Uh, like you're, you don't seem motivated. Because to get most comedians try to get attention before they're worthy of that attention. Uh, I don't think I was very good at comedy until about two years ago, maybe three years ago. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't know if you touch on it, but I am an introvert. I mean, um, my first like four years of comedy, I, I would bail halfway through a set on open mics and whatever. I mean, I just it just wasn't me. Stand up comedy for me is a challenge. Uh huh. It's so unnatural for me that that's why I like it because I have to force myself to ah. to do something that I normally wouldn't want to do, which is stand in front of a crowd and talk to people. Um, which now I love it at times, but I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's times halfway through my set, I'm like, I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> but um you know it's uh -huh. it's it, it, like that's mainly why i just didn't think i was good enough and i didn't really want to push something that i wasn't really behind but i'm gonna say that it's often a lot of performers just somehow like blindly need to believe that they are great and that's how they function well, i shouldn't say this as a comedy club owner but most of them aren't Comedy is like the <laughs> comedy is because I played music too and I played in bands and when I played in a shitty band we all knew we sucked but for some reason comedy gives people this false sense of reality that they are good at it and there's a lot of comics that are just not that good at it that think they're good at it and uh, you know it's kind of turned into a shit show you well, know and and what it what it does is is it devalues comedy because you have a lot of like crappy comedy on things like Instagram and stuff like that. And it's like, I, I just don't believe in putting myself out there. So I feel like it's, it's something that's good that I think is Ex worthy of it. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying is sort of rare because I think it's not just comedians. I think most performers are, have some drive to get attention. Absolutely. Absol and, and, abs and that, that will, color their view of how they are as performers because they want it so much true but half the people i would say i would say half the people in comedy uh could give could care less about the art of stand-up um especially right now it's just so heavy in people that are just looking to get famous and they're using that as a stepping stone for me i love the art of stand-up mm -hmm. like i said it's yeah, it's I a bought, challenge I bought, to me i, I like that. writing a joke I mean, some of these jokes I've had, I've been, I've, I've, they've been in my act for five years just because I kept like, I'll keep tweaking it and that. I have a hard time letting things go. But uh, I, I just feel like 
yeah, like you said, I think I just feel like a lot of people that are in comedy aren't really in it because they like comedy. They're just looking at it as like, oh, I can do this. They want the attention. Well, they want the attention, but also it's so bad now with social media that, you know, a comic will do a 10 minute set and bomb, but maybe they'll get one bit that did well or like a crowd work Mm -hmm. interaction and they'll think they'll be like, they don't care because they get that 15 second clip that they can put on social media. That's all they care about. you know. Right, right. So, you know, I have a different, I, I have a different approach. Um, and I don't book my comedy club, but I will leave notes for my booker, which is, you know, I am very much into booking people that are great at stand-up comedy, the art form of writing a joke, I mean, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. my club is, <clears throat> everybody's going to catch on, but we're we're way ahead of the curve right mm-hmm. now. Um, as far as like we, the comics right now are going to be the huge comics and within well, the next two to three years. But also our guys are the people that are huge on social media that have huge names for themselves. Um, the industry's changing, you know. Uh, it's no longer an industry where you have to get the approval of the industry. Right. It's, it's you know, which is, right. which is where I come in because of what I do is I'm an independent person. I own my own club. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And right. a lot of my friends are too. I mean, I got, I got guys that perform at my club that you know they're they've they've never been on comedy central they've never been on that but they're millionaires well and they are just because they put out their own stuff through social media right right and i have to say like i you know i love comedy and i was just kind of like i said stumbling home and i wound up in your club and i was really i'm impressed guys i'm impressed it's a good club it is a good club i measured every inch of that no, to, no, to, to it, make it's, it like, it's it's a good club, and and um, I'm I'm surprised I haven't heard. We're go- well now now after this show. I mean, you're going <laughs> to be getting out there. It's yeah, out. yeah, no, no. But here's another thing I want to know about you, uh, if if we if we can if we can mm-hmm. find out, Edward. Yes. Um. So you're okay. We already know you're a good comedian. You're you're talented, what your values are about comedy. We know you're a self-proclaimed introvert, which I believe. <laughs> um, although I'm curious about that too, but how, how is it that somebody, um, like yourself also is, and I'm going to say successful because you have almost three, you have three venues that you're running and they're, they're all open and they made it through the pandemic. So what kind of skill, like, how do you do that? And you uh-huh. also have a relationship. I mean, I'm just, I'm pretty. Um, Are you a workaholic? Are you organized? Like, how no, do you I do it? I just don't give up. That's all. I'm very, <laughs> I just don't give up. That's all. I'm just very, I mean, I didn't get any pandemic money. I didn't get anything. So, you know, the fact that we're even open right now is, is a miracle. I, I still owe my landlord. But, like, what's up. your involvement in the club? Do you go there every day? Do you yeah, have I'm people there. working for you that you see? Like, how do you keep yeah, it about, running? Or how do you, like, there's oh, so have, much. In- I have a general manager. I have managers, servers, bartenders, you know, the whole deal. I mean, I don't I don't, I don't run every aspect of it. I, I meet with my with the people that work for me and, you know. Make sure things are moving along. Um, but you're not like ordering the beer. No, no, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. Do that. I, the manager does that. Uh, that kind of stuff I pulled out of over the last like year, mm-hmm. over the last like year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
So how did you get, like, how did you even get started in the field? Because I've been working in nightclubs for the last 10 years. Oh, okay. Uh, I've so bartended, you, okay. I've bar backed. Um, I, was an, I was a sound guy for audio engineer for the last, I guess almost 20 years. Um, and, you know, so I, I spent a lot of times, and I am an introvert, so I kind of spent a lot of times leaning against the wall in a nightclub and just watching how things operate. And I've also worked in so many nightclubs that have gone under, some that have, and I just kind of like took all that knowledge and is like, okay, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. Um, you know, it's, it's not an easy business. It's, it's not. No, it's not. And so, it, but you you sound like a keen observer of, of whatever's going on then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I learned most of what I know in, in working in nightclubs is where I really kind of discovered everything about myself. It's got me to every point of where I am. Uh, I mean, you'll meet a lot of interesting people in nightlife. Uh, most people are artists. You also meet a lot of shitty people, scumbags that own clubs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get like the whole run of the mm-hmm. mill of, you know, how things run and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting industry. Um, I, I liked it. I, I like the creative side of it. Um, my last job, I worked at this place called the, the DL. And, um, you know, I worked there as, as an audio engineer and basically like the production manager. So like every night I'd be like setting up different lights. I'd be setting up fashion mm-hmm. shows. Like an introvert's mm-hmm. dream. I just walk around by myself mm-hmm. creatively setting up things. How I want. And I was, mm-hmm. I was good at it. Mm-hmm. And um, that was like the first thing that pushed me out of like to do more on my own mm-hmm. was when I did work at the DL. Um, I worked for a guy named Steve Lewis. Oh, I know who he is. You know Steve? Yeah, okay. I, I like met him guy. once when I was very young. He's a very charismatic guy. Yeah. Uh, he, I always he? say this about Steve. When Steve walks into the room, half the people hate him, half the people love him, but everybody's mm-hmm. talking about him. Um, which, you know, I'm not I'm not as loud and vocal as Steve, but um, what, he kind of, he saw something in me that other mm. people didn't because he mm. saw how I worked and all. And then there was one time, I wasn't even at the meeting, and um. He basically just like stood up in the meeting. And was like, "Yeah, I want to talk about Ed." And I was like, "This guy's a genius, and he's underutilized." He's like, "We should be using this guy," and it kind of just gave me the reins to just kind of run with it, and it kind of just put my head into a different perspective. Oh, oh wow! Wait a yeah, I was like certain people in my life that had like impacts on me. And, so he um, was kind of a mentor, but also when you heard that, did that give you um, yeah, I mean, some sort of confidence? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, because he always like he's mm-hmm. not like I don't know. A lot of people don't like him. <laughs> I love him, no. but he just saw something in me, you know, like he, the thing about a guy like Steve Lewis, and I would say this too, is, is, is where, what I learned most from him and, and people like him is to run a successful business and on every aspect, the artistic level and whatever, you can't do it all your own. You have to bring in people that you trust their vision and you trust that they're going to do the right thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's also finding people that are also brilliant. That's a skill. Mm. is like so he had that skill and that's always how he's that's always what he's been he was never the guy that like always created that came up with the ideas he's the kind of guy that goes oh wait this person right here this is the person we should be let's pick their brain and that's that's what right. i learned from him because he basically did that to me <laughs> right right so he saw your talent and yeah and it was yeah. like the one of the last straws that, that like pushed me um that pushed me because i mean i was i'm a, i am an introvert i it, it like i said it goes everything against me to get pushed out mm-hmm. but uh steve lewis was a guy and there was this other guy named ray who uh lives in australia uh walked into my bar when i first had it 
in um in the Lower East Side, Old Man Hustle Bar, LES. Came in off a plate, plate got wasted. Came into my bar drunk, and then came in the next day and was just like sitting in my bar and like barely talking. And he was like, I was like, this guy like doesn't even talk. He's like, yeah, I'm an introvert. And we just started talking, and he was like, yeah, he's like, he, he's like, I'm an auctioneer. And I was like, what? I was like, you're an introvert. I was like, how the hell are you an auctioneer? He's like, dude, you have to understand something. He's like, you have to understand how people look at you whenever. He's like, you have to push yourself through or people are always going to look down on you because you're the quiet guy. You're going to talk. They're going to think you're shady or whatever. It's like you have to push yourself out there. He's like, I'm an auctioneer. He's like, I'm not that guy. You see me? He's like, I will barely talk here. <laughs> and it kind of was like the other thing that was like, all right. Oh, so so like, that made you think too. Yeah, we live in a simulation. A lot of people just don't realize it. And I don't know if it's an actual simulation, but what I am saying is, is, is being an observant guy, there's been people that have crossed my path in my life that I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is like, this is key. That's really interesting. But, and, uh, and also, you don't drink. No, I used to. I used to do a lot of drugs and stuff. Like we talked oh, about. Okay. Uh, okay. So, we talked about Bowery Poetry Club recently before, before mm-hmm. we did this. But I used, that was like kind of where I when I stopped drinking. Um, oh, I, I okay. stopped at thirty two, so kind of sunk up with stand up. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so you know what that's about. It's just that you haven't avoided it completely. Yeah, I don't have a hard time not doing it. I just no, I just, no. Just but I, I do think you know. I mean, I do think that um, you know, like I'm. We're, we're, we are remarking on your success, and I do think that um, I'm sure you've seen it more than I have, but there are people that, like, in the nightlife, wind up having too much of what the night, of nightlife oh, stuff, yeah. and then it, it can really take you down, and you haven't. I know a lot of guys that are in their 60s still doing cocaine living that lifestyle and you know they've been through five different wives and you know it's just like yeah, I don't, don't, don't want to be that guy. Nah, you're not nah. that guy i want to hear how you grew up so where did you grow up i'm uh, from philadelphia oh yeah uh, yeah Me middle too. middle are you well i i went eight to 18 i lived in cheltenham the suburbs yeah i know where cheltenham is i grew up in northeast philadelphia oh yeah right so. we played you guys in sports i grew up in linwood gardens do you know linwood gardens yeah, it's, it's right on the other side of uh philadelphia right it's montgomery county I think. yeah it is but anyway so you grew up in the northeast yeah i, I grew up in the northeast and you know middle class family. Is, um mm-hmm. what'd your I mean, pa- parents do uh well, when I was born, they were just out of high. I mean, my parents were nineteen when I was born. Get the fuck um, out! Yeah, wow, I'm, that's crazy. Yeah, were so you, were I'm, you were you okay? So were you an accident? I'm just going to ask. Probably. You never talked to them about it. Are uh, you the oldest? Do you have brothers and sisters? No, no. no You're no, the only no. child. Yeah, just me. But uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, you know, working class family. Nineteen when I was born. I mean, I don't know. Are they still together? In modern times, I probably wouldn't even be here. <laughs> but uh are they still together yeah they're still together that's which is nice. also rare that's really amazing that's beautiful they've been together really also long. like my father's not a not a uh educated guy but he's a successful guy uh he he's worked in sales managing like huge teams like whole east coast teams he's wrong uh, like, what, what, what field of sales uh well when you work all in different. sales you do everything yeah so he's worked in a lot of different but, uh, industries different industries my point is is that he's 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 managed people with college degrees and he doesn't have them you right know? so he was always like kind of self-made guy right and you know i didn't i didn't actually just realize it right now what i, what I talked about with steve lewis kind of happened to him um i just kind of realized that now he was working in a uh, factory that my grandfather was a truck driver. He was making boxes. And we had this guy move across the street that worked for an insurance salesman. And they just started talking. 
And the guy was like, Hey man, he's like, you're, you're like a really smart guy and really well-spoken. Like you really know how to like lay it out there. He's like, would you ever be interested in sales? And my dad was like, he's working in a fucking factory. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where he got his start. And then he just took that and ran, you know? Wow. But, um, yeah, it's kind of a similar story to me. I didn't even realize like, you know, it was, but sometimes like a lot of people, you know, I would say this, like a lot of people, like I've always, when I've people have done that with me, I, I, I'm sure I've missed some along the path. Everybody does, but I, I've definitely caught the ones that really impacted me. Uh huh. But you'd be amazed, especially being a comedy club owner and a clear, how many people blow those opportunities. I couldn't tell you how many people I've been that guy to them, and then they just didn't get it, or they just oh, uh, where like, you were trying to give them a, ha- a hand, a yeah, like and people like were just like, like what? That's so interesting. Oh, comedians do it all the time. Like, you know, in like, general. do you want to come and? do the show or, or you have people that like come and you know they want to they want to they, they say they want to work and do this and then they you know they always want to be in comedy or whatever and then you hire them and then they don't want to work uh, and it's just like it's just, it's just like a lot of people just don't like, i don't call that blowing i don't call that like blowing a shot i call that that most people don't understand how hard it is to do anything well that's a problem with society right now not yeah just, and i'm not, i don't want to get political but just to the fact that you know i think that there's a there's, there seems to be like a, as a business owner, it's almost like against hard work right now. Yeah. Like hard work is like dumb. Like that's for losers. You don't do hard work. You know, like that's being taken advantage of. And all no. That. And I think that's a crock of shit. And another thing with me is like, you know, I'm 43 years old. Um, I'm really not political. I've always grew up like, you know, liberal or whatnot. But like, right. I, I, but people like my age, like in our 20s, we really bought into this narrative that like, you were never going to make more than your parents. You're not going to like, that was always like the narrative, like in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. And I think a lot of people bought into that and I did too. And then one day I just pulled my head out of my ass and I realized like, you know, I'm a smart guy. I can, if I exert myself, I'm in New York city, there's people with money all over the place. Yeah. And you know, I just went full steam ahead and then it was just like, bam, it just opened so much things like, Oh, you can do this. You can do this. But the reason I didn't is, you know, partially maybe because I was introverted, but also because I just believed in that narrative that was like, oh, your generation will never make what your parents think. And I, and I think that kind of screwed up a lot of people my age, too. And I think it's 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 tenfold now with the younger kids. It's like, yeah, you know, I mean, you can't find right now. I have a actually, I'll take that back because right now I have the mm-hmm. best staff I've ever. That's beautiful. And I'm not hear. just saying that. No, no, but I, I know but that. I, but I really do. That is really beautiful. But we've been through so many, and it's just like, and we've had people come and go, but like they just don't want to work. Like they don't. Yeah, they don't want to try. They don't want to. They don't want to try. Like everybody's. Yeah. Well, also there seems to be like, and I and I was an anxiety person when I was younger, but like with younger people now, I mean. It, the anxiety is just off the charts. Like anxiety about. Like, all right, you know, like just doing a job. Like, like you know, there's a bunch of people in the room like doing oh. a job and they, they just get in their own way. Like they can't handle it. Oh, like. And the, I think that might be a direct effect of like partially COVID with people being locked in the house so much. But like a lot of younger people, they just, they just don't have it together, man. I think to me, and I, I think I know what you're talking about and I know I'm quite a bit They're older, in their own way. But, but, but like, I think that, um, there's a lot of um, coddling. I think that like this whole trophy, you know, every oh yeah, yeah, yeah whatever they call that uh, trophy, you know, everybody gets a trophy. So I think like like I my parents were like, you know, you gotta fucking do what you gotta fucking do and get out there and do it. I'm not gonna help you. 
Yeah. And like these kids, like, and I would go through a lot of anxiety. I got fired. I mean, I've gotten fired from so many things, but I Same. was always on my own. I was always like, no one is going to, no one is going to feel sorry for me. No one's going to save my butt. I got to make this happen. And I want to live in New York City and I want to do this art shit. And I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Look, look, that's and, a, that's and, a- and kids nowadays, I think that some, they get some, small failure and they call up their parents and their parents are sympathetic. Like you can understand how that works, but that's not really helpful. Yeah. Like I would say, like, like I just, they just give up to it. <laughs> I agree. And I'm the kind of person that doesn't give up. So it's like, you know, I, I just, cause, and then also it's like when you are the owner of a business and you know, it goes down the line, eventually it gets to you and it's like, if you don't do it, then going to do it yeah so it, it's a good thing because you, you just figure out stuff you mm-hmm. don't people don't realize like how many things you can achieve and just figure out by just doing it yeah like they get so like like people will just give up after the first fail no maybe I, the second fail yeah and then that's it yeah but a lot of times it takes the sixth the seventh and then you figure it out but you know like that's, that's pretty rewarding when you do it's like oh wow yeah like, you did it okay cool yeah well you know i think celebrity culture just makes everything look so easy which isn't good. Which but, is crazy because a lot of celebrities are the hardest working people out there. They're you know, all driven. I, yeah. They're all very driven, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't see that side of them. Um, so I wanted to ask you about, so it's interesting what you said about your dad because your dad sounds like a real extrovert. Uh, I don't think so. Or he sounds like he's really good with people. Like this, this, this gentleman said to your yeah, dad, you'd good, be a good salesman. So yeah. what did he see in your dad, do you think? I don't know. Probably, uh, I mean, I'm a good salesman, too. I uh, bet. Yeah. No, because, yeah. I, I, maybe it's just the way he talked. I mean, Is you know, he like he just you? spotted it. Does he have an introverted side? I would say a little bit, but not as much. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely more social than me, but I think he's definitely more introverted now as he gets older than he was. But I don't think, I, I wouldn't call him an introvert. And yeah. to the degree that I am. But, right. But he must have had, to be a salesperson, you have to... Um, I mean, that's a very people facing job, right? Yeah. But, you so, know, so there's a reward on the end, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta feed yeah, your family. <laughs> yeah. And it's also very, um, specific. Like you have a job, a pati- you're not just trying to like get a date or see if you can like hang out with this person again. Like there's a job. It's a, yeah. a, a, so what about your mom? What did she do? Uh, she, she was a dental hygienist when I was a kid, and then she started working at a hospital, like the overnight shift as like administrative mm-hmm. admissions, and then she just retired like a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, what was it like growing up with parents that were close to your age? Where they they are they must I'm guessing they were much younger than most of your friends' parents. Is yeah, that right? yeah, yeah. So, what yeah, was were, that like? What was that experience like? I mean, how did I don't. I don't. What, what you don't know anybody. You, when you it, it happened to you, but like, did do you, like when you? I think that at the time I didn't know, but sometimes when I look back at it, I'm like, oh shit! Like I was literally raised by children, you know. Like I'll think back, but like I mean, I don't. I don't have any glaring like negatives or anything. Like, I think they I think did it, a great job, but I could definitely think back and be like, oh yeah, like, and then look back and like, oh yeah, like they literally had zero money at that point. Or like, you know, maybe they, they didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know, I mean, I have great grandparents too that, that helped. Oh, okay. That's my, good my, to my, know. My, my, both my, my, um, my, Sets my grandparents, grandparents. Um, more so my mother's, both, both of them. But, you know. Were they I, involved with your upbringing? 
Uh, no, I was definitely raised by my parents. But I mean, my no, grand- but my I mean, did, were they around? Were, oh, you yeah. Had, you had an extended family is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my grandfather owned a business. He he, he actually worked at GE. Um, this is another thing. Like, back then, like, college, by the way, college degree is like the biggest scam. Going oh, don't, yeah. It's it's a total waste. Yeah. Because, like, back in the day, like, you could do stuff without college. Like, my grandfather was working for GE um, during the war, and they were basically mapping out how to get these weapons on these helicopters like they're already designed but he would work and like okay this has to go here this has to so go kind here. of like engineering yeah but he wasn't an engineer mm. you know what i mean it's just like because you could do that yeah but back then like you know you you could if you were smart and whatever now they probably wouldn't even look at it i think he got burned out on that job and then he bought a uh a route where he was selling like potato chips pretzels to like corner stores and bars and he did that Mm-hmm. Um, which definitely impacted me as far as I used to work with him this summers, like every Monday. Oh yeah. But as a kid, my whole that whole side of the family is all business owners, painters, big we're Irish. So painters, Irish, Irish become painters. Uh huh. I think that's cause it's easy to do hungover. <laughs> I put together cause it is, it's not as the manual labor. It's just like this. But for whatever reason, Irish, Irish became painters, you know, and, um, a lot of painters in my family, both my uncles own painting businesses, my grandfather in the ship. So like that, that kind of. So owning entre- a business seems n- comfortable to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah from my mother's side. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my father's cool. not a risk taker. Um, it's one thing where we, you know, he was yeah. a dad. It's like, you know, there were times when he like dabbled and thought about owning businesses, but you know, he's just not that guy. And in hindsight, maybe he wouldn't have been successful at that. Maybe he's just more successful working for a company. Um, and, you know, he just, I just, he just never wanted to like take the chance, you know, because me, um, <laughs> I mean, the reality of me is I had no choice because like I was 36 years old and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, did you go to college? No, I was, I was, I did sound. I learned audio. Oh, you have technical, but you have technical training. I went, yeah, but I went to a school in New York, like a trade school, but I, I didn't graduate. I, I had, when I got there, I realized that my knowledge was. Further than, further than yeah what they were teaching i know me. no it's all about the certificate i think that yeah. the value of college has gone like what you actually get out of college has gone way way down it's not like but i want to hear about what it was like like i want to know this is what i'm curious about i'm thinking about whether i'm thinking that you know introversion um is considered sort of uh, has a big genetic component to it have you ever heard that no i've heard i i have I've read that as a hobby. Some of, you know, oh, there, there's a book about introverts. I, I own it, but my girlfriend read it. I never read oh, it. Oh yeah. Um, I, I know that one. It's like yeah. a red cover. And, Who wrote it? Woman, yeah. Woman I wrote, I can't remember her name. Power of introverts or something. I, I, I don't know. know. But, 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 um, I think it is like a natural disposition. That's oh, how, for sure. Yeah. It's not like you got traumatized and now you're afraid of people. It's really just an, it's, it's in your nature. It's yeah, in I've never been, I've never been easily impressed. Uh, like my mom always, my mom would say like, like my first or second Christmas, I, I don't, whenever you actually have a Christmas, it was, but, uh, she's like, they bought me like all these presents and I literally opened half of them. I was like, all right, I'm good. She's like, well, you don't want to open your other presents? Like you're not, I was like, that's no, I'm so good. weird. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. weird. It's that like, would be weird. I'd be like, oh my God, what's with this kid? Yeah. So, so you're, so you take everything in stride uh, or, or you take or, or no, I, no I, that's not right. I but. don't know. One the thing about me is my one of one of my biggest assets and biggest flaws is that I, I have a hard time living in the moment. I'm I'm a very strategic person. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm always three steps. That's why I'm good stand up. 
because I'm thinking um, that's why I can that's why I can like bounce off a crowd or like know what to go into next because I'm pretty I'm pretty tuned in what the next two three steps so are. You, but um, so you've really sharp observational skills. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of putting yourself out there, it you're not focused on getting your 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 thing out there. You're more in. You it there is a lot about being in the moment that I think is I that I think is recognizable because being in the moment is observing. Observing is very much being in the moment. Yeah, it is. It is. And you're using that information. It's almost a secret. Like I now I'm thinking of you like having this secret weapon, like where you're sitting around taking everything in that you can then, which you are then processing for some kind of mastermind plot later. Yeah, kind of. Is it like that? Uh, Yeah, I mean, like, my plan on what I'm doing now has always been to start into, like, a production company and stuff like that. Is that what you're thinking about next? Maybe. I was, but I don't know. Are you enjoying the bars and clubs? Club. Eh. Are you? Uh, I'm at a point now where, honestly, if I would, if I was to start making money doing stand-up, I would probably sell them all. Okay. I, 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 it's, I, I don't know. You like stand, stand-up is your, that's what you're enjoying the most right now. Uh, it's not just that. It's just, um, New York City is not a very business-friendly place. Um, yeah. If you really want to know the truth, it's, it's very expensive. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things that I don't like and that I didn't realize. Like, you know, you always hear these things when you work for people like, oh, you know, this, that, um, but New York City's tough, man, and it's it's also really tough right now because um, we used to deal we would deal with all the nonsense in New York. Oh, it's crammed, you know. There's trash, this and that. Right, right. Because why would we deal with that? We would deal with that because it was booming. Because it was there was always something cool going on. It had this energy, mm-hmm. and we're getting it back, but we're not even close to where it was. Mm. You know, and I and I know that for a fact just I have my tip on, you know, I'm in entertainment, so I, right. I, I can really kind right. of get the feel. And, you know, like just just that part of New York City right now, I just don't feel like it. we're just not there. Not that and I don't know if it's ever going to be back to what it was. I mean, the society as a whole. I mean, you, you can't just stop society for the last two yeah. years. Yeah, society you know? is definitely getting. But the thing about New York is, is like, like I said, the things that like I would look past now, I'm like, <laughs> like you know maybe I mean? you're getting tired of it too which is- yeah i mean i still i still do like it here don't get me wrong no, but, but as from a business owner's perspective it's 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 not what it used to be mm. it's mm. it's hopefully it comes back i have i, I would love for well, that to happen um but it's just it's very you know well i think we're gonna i think this is a very transitional time because it's like now we've gone back to normal but like i think we're still adjusting to that and like instead of like waiting to see what's going to happen in the next phase of the pandemic, we're sort of like, okay, now we are where we are. What's, you know, and I think it's a bigger, I think emotionally it's, it's a bit of a head trip more than we realize because things are actually quote unquote normal. But I wanted to find out what you were like as a kid. Like, I, like, like I'm picturing you like, you know, in like the, I don't know. What were you like, like in school? Did you have a lot of friends? Did you, what was like, what was, high, did you have girlfriends in high school? Like, what was school like? Did you, let's start, should we start with like, I don't know. Uh, let's talk about high school because that's probably the the most concise. Uh, all right. or, or would you just rather not? 
I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't particularly like it. Uh, I went to like three different four, three different ones. One How come? Twice. <laughs> I just didn't like it. You didn't uh, like any of the schools. No, I just didn't like school. It's just not. I don't. I don't know. Like how, well, what, what did you say to get like mom, dad, I'm not going to the school anymore. I don't like it. Or what would happen? Did they, (laughs) um, so, so anyway, um, uh, we're, we're not enjoying this part of the, I get this feeling. Can we talk about, can we talk about elementary school? I don't know what's there to talk about. <laughs> so let me ask you this, okay? You're an introvert. Did you have friends as a kid? Yeah, of course. And so what was that? Like, did just you? Just normal, just like a normal kid playing football, whatever. Oh, you played sports? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, so with my friends, not not in like a team, but you know, just a were you, kid. But um, were you, were you, do you think you were a particularly introverted child? Yeah, for sure. What? So, but... Eventually, you got you would have friends, but you would have friends. Yeah, I always had friends. You're just not the guy. Do you think introversion is for you? Do you think it's that you don't need to assert yourself into what's going on, or do you think no, is there or is an anxiety or is there anxiety? Some people like I, I can be introverted out of anxiety. I'd be like, I don't know where I am. I don't think these people want to talk to me, shit like that. But sure, I'm not sure there is some of that. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, so did you get along with your parents growing up? Yeah. And um, are you close with them now? Mm-hmm. It must be fun having parents who are only like 20, 19 years older. Do you guys have a lot in common or... I mean, I guess. I mean, they're my parents. <laughs> I mean, we get along well. Uh-huh. Not, Do you nothing. see them often? Fair enough. They live at the Jersey Shore. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Do you like how I brought this? This is great, guys. Look how I I'm, I, I brought up, I brought up, um, I got this conversation to come to complete halt. <laughs> what no, do you, you haven't. What, <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> well, I felt like, I'm just going to say this, I'm, and, and and I mean, Ed, you know that I have, an, I mean, I have real respect for you, but so I don't mean to be disrespectful or offensive. In not, any way. not even the slightest bit. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay, okay. But I'm going to say that I think when we started talking about high school and stuff like that, there's something you got, un- I made you uncomfortable. Did I make you uncomfortable? No, I mean, I just don't, I'm not. I don't know. That's so long ago. I don't even remember half of it. I don't, I don't like to talk about the past. You don't. No. You don't like. You're. You're. You're for. Oh, right. Because you're strategically moving forward. Uh maybe. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Who knows it could all fall apart in a year. No. No. So, um, let's talk about your comedy career because you're really obviously we we know you're a talented comedian and so what you could probably. I mean, we think. That you could probably make a living doing that, right? Maybe. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure I will. You sure? So, what are you? What do you have to do to make that happen? Uh, I mean, just keep doing what I'm doing. You know. Hmm. <clears throat> well, do you see like what do you imagine? Do you see like having a special or like what kind of how would it manifest? Like, how do you see it manifesting? That's what I'm curious. Somebody like you? Uh, that I don't know. 
I don't know. Is there any comedian that you could say, oh, that's a good career, or somebody, who do you admire? I don't know. Or you don't think like that? Uh, I mean, I, I was a big fan of Norm MacDonald. I had the opportunity to meet him, too. Um, but I'm not I'm not that kind of guy. Um, I don't know. Just, just do stand-up and see what happens. Um, like I said, I'm putting more stuff out on social media. Uh, we're working on putting sketches together. I have, like, an in-house guy, so we, I mean, we got all the equipment in the world. Uh, we started working on something called Crowdwork, the comedy show, as, like, a pilot we were shooting where it's just, it's, it's no material, it's just comics. Kind of Did it work off. with the crowd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we shot it during the New York Comedy Festival, and um, someone say it's on hold, but we're probably, like, two weeks, we'll sit down and revisit. My, my, my editor, you know, is kind of messing around with it. So we're seeing what we're going to do with that, if there's anything there, and, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Also looking into doing more uh, more um, sketch stuff and like that. Oh, so that that's really performing like an actor more, right, in a certain way? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I would, um, I'm more into writing it, but yeah, doing that. Stuff. Yeah, but I mean, do you, do you perform it? You perform what you write. I was just in a sketch recently, um, mm-hmm. this guy Ryan Long. Uh, but that was like, I had like six lines. Mm-hmm. It was cool. That was the first time that like I've ever worked on something like, I mean, it was pretty big. I think I got like 20,000 likes on Instagram, wow. thousand views on YouTube. So, you know, wow. it was a pretty big, um, mm-hmm. well, let's, what yeah, is it? Let's hear transferred to like, let, let's see how we can look it up. Tell us about how we can look it up. Edward, uh, we're going to help. In, uh, Ryan I want to see it, and then we're going to also promote it. I mean, it's thing. not, It's I don't do anything. Oh, no, we don't care. What is it? Oh, I do care. Just look up Ryan Long on Ryan YouTube. Long? But, um, okay. yeah, I mean, I didn't write it. He, he just gave me my lines. Okay. I, just, I just said a couple things. Okay, and he we know that. It. We know yeah, that. I'm not. We know that. He's the, okay. He's the guy. All right, we're not going to do that. No, we are. No, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, he's uh, at my club a lot. He's one shout out Ryan Long. Do you must really like Ryan? You think Ryan's talented? I bet, right? Uh, no. <laughs> a fucking yes. Okay. Yes. Um, that was nice. I like Ryan because Ryan's a hardworking guy, and um, he's he works for himself. He he puts he does the road. He puts out sketches, and I was friends with Ryan from my club. Like I would guess, you would say he's famous now. He's pretty big, mm-hmm. um, but um. I watched him not go from just the guy I was hanging out with, like having dinner once a month and then like grow slowly become like this thing. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is like he did it pretty much all on his own, you know, mm-hmm. and he just does the guy has an incredible work ethic. Mm-hmm. It's funny. He just, you know, he really mm-hmm. just does it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I have a lot of respect for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I brought him up because I, I had just done that sketch. So it got, a, it got me a couple followers. Oh. And so, you know, when it came out, I was like, all right, well, I, I should start posting on social media so I can kind of try to ride this mm-hmm. wave and just see where it goes. Is, is social media sort of go against, like, it's kind of weird, right? It's Yeah, because I can't figure out what I want to do. Like, I don't want to, I don't, like, like, am I supposed to be, am I, put, am I supposed to be doing this right now? Am I supposed yeah, to my phone yeah, no, this you? is going to, this is, this is it. This is going to. Yeah, but, you know, I just don't, I don't think like that. You know, that's the Yeah, problem. that's what I mean. It yeah. seems like you don't, you, and, and I mean, that's. I have to come up with something. I'm working on coming up with something that's non-stand-up related where I can post something daily on Instagram. Uh-huh. Uh, I put two clips in my stand-up on there, but I'm not really a fan of that because I'm not really a fan of just like burning I, my material on, uh, for Instagram. It's I, like, mm-hmm, you know, right. and I think that's a big problem with a lot of comedians. Yes. Now. If you go on Instagram, I mean, they're just putting their bits on there for free. And it's like, like, what are you going to do with that? Like, so like if I was, 
if I was, you know, the, the, the person that, I don't know, Netflix that puts out specials and you came to me and I'm like, oh, that's great. You got 200,000 followers. And then they like, what material do you have? Yeah. You're going to exactly. put out the same material you just put out for free or, on Instagram. Cause like, it just doesn't make sense. Or crowd work is that's. Well, that's the good. That's the, that's the thing about the crowd work show is that you're not burning material. Right. And a lot of, and, and a lot of people are doing, doing that on Instagram, work, but, but, crowd- but the quality sucks. So we were like, if we can do like a three, four camera shoot where, cause a lot of crowd work videos, you don't see the person in the crowd they're talking to. So our whole idea was, well, if we can zoom up on that person, mm-hmm. you can see the face of the person. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, so you, it's more, it's a mm-hmm. different experience. So we're, we're messing around with that. Yeah. You also seem to have a lot of really great ideas. Like I love the idea about, um, like I went to your, uh, I don't know, one of your links and it was all get the Yelp reviews on Diet oh, Coke. Right. But now that is hilarious. And that's, that's a great, drinking. and that's a great, like something like that is a great use of social media without act, which, yeah. which is a way of demonstrating. Those your, are old. But no, be, I know, but, but I'm just saying as an example, that's a great way of demonstrating was, wit without, you yeah. know. And the thing is, if you, the, that it, Yelp is old and also like those numbers are old, but that used to be like, I don't know if Yelp changed or whatever, but like that was like semi-famous from that. Like <laughs> it was crazy. Like I, I was tons of followers because I didn't just put it on Yelp. I would put it on any place that had a review thing, but I would also never talk bad about the business. How that happened is when I stopped drinking, I would just get Diet Cokes at bars and the Diet Coke always sucks. So I would just review the Diet Coke, but I would always like make it like a big. Yeah, it was really, funny. really funny. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And readable and stuff like that. So I'm going encur- to, I'm going to encourage that. Also, yeah, just, I forgot about it. Also, um, on the show that I saw, um, you had, um, tr- Trevor, what's his, is it Trevor? There was somebody else who's pretty well. Trevor Fisher or Tyler, Tyler Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tyler's a good friend of mine. Yeah. He's really good. He's phenomenal. Yeah. He's taken the same reins that uh, Ryan did. Not the reins, but he's very similar. He's he's extremely hardworking. He's one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, um, almost exclusively performs at my club. Um, he recorded his special at my club, the first special shot, uh, which is amazing special. Amazing. Um, he he's actually headlining there next week. I think it's Wednesday at your club. Yeah, it's next almost, Wednesday, which is sold out. Uh, oh wow, that's the seventh. I think it's the seventh. It's sold out. Oldmanhustle.com. It's not sold out yet. But yeah, Tyler's another one. Um, the people that work at my club are all are all people that do everything on their own. We have this other kid named Che Dorena just came in from Canada. I didn't even know who this kid was. Uh, he's got like I don't know, like ten million followers on TikTok. The whole thing. I walk down the street with this guy. He's constantly, people are pulling him over, asking for pictures. And really? I'm just like, what the Wow. Hell? He's the most famous guy in my bar. I never heard of him. Wow. How but did- all mm-hmm. through social media. And, you know, these guys that do this stuff on social media are extremely hardworking. Not only talented, but they, they have a regiment. They do this, they do that. And it's like, you know, they're not just like throwing stuff out there. Right. You know, and they also, it's also like they study the algorithm. They, they understand how things, it's, it's wow, a lot really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those three guys, Che Dorena, Ryan Long, Tyler Fisher, are three of the biggest up-and-coming guys in comedy, and the industry won't go near them. Really? That's they so interesting. Not. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Well, maybe they're not as liberal as or, or, or worded, or maybe they're, you know, they take more chances, or who knows. But it just doesn't seem to be what the industry wants at the time. But the thing is, is like, they don't need it. They don't right. Need it. They right, just do right. it on their own. Right, right, you know? right. And, and I'm, I'm part of that, too, because I'm a guy that just 
my 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 take on that was to do it on club. I mean, you get to me introvert. I mean, I'm so introverted that I literally built a whole everything around me. What do you mean by that? I mean, I built a club around me. I built a oh, whole, I see I what built you're a whole saying. everything around me. Everybody has to come to me. You know, you know, I'm going to say there's an element of control in that. 100%. So is that, what's the control? You like to have control? You don't trust other people that they're going to do it right or? No, not that. I just, I just like, I like building something and, you know, um, yes, I do like having control. That is, that is definitely true, but most people don't want to have control. So someone has to step up and to be that person. You know, most people say they will, but they don't actually want it. Because there's a lot that comes with that, uh-huh. you know. Um, you, I'm going to say that you're reminding me a bit of uh, Tom Tenney, who who I admire and adore, who is the co- one of the co-founders of. Uh, do you know Tom? He's one of the co-founders of the station, and uh, okay. he. I, if I, if he walked in here, I'd probably recognize. But, but he he um, he definitely. I think his way of manage. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't worked for you. I don't know what the deal is, but I would say that he likes to have it like he's in control. But I, he also makes sure that everything gets done. And a lot of people would like to have the control, but they're not going to empty the wastebasket if they have to. Like you would well, empty the wastebasket well, if you had to. Yeah, but you can't have too much control. You know, like when I first had my first bar, I mean, I would go in there, I would clean in the morning. I would do office work during the day and then I would bartend all night and I would do that almost every day. And I was moderately successful. And then when I started hiring people, the right people that were buying into what I was doing, that's when the success started to come around. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, and also like my, 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 my staff is all of people that like I saw something in, or I saw these, my general manager was um, Liz, who's phenomenal. Um, she was working in hotel management in like a hotel, but she literally just came into my first bar with her boyfriend at the time who used to like draw the comics when they were on stage. And then Liz became a regular and, you know, we just kind of hit it off. And then there was a point where it's always like a running joke. You hang at my bar long enough, you'll work there. <laughs> but she ended up bartending for me. And it's interesting because it wasn't even like not really her wheelhouse either. I don't know if I would say Liz is an introvert, but I watched her like progress and get better and better and better at it. And then um, I made her, she became a manager and then she became the general manager. So part, mean, part of what you enjoy is also finding people and I'm going to use the word managing, but it's really. Finding people and a that name. other people would probably pass on or not see, which is good, but it also is a headache at times. It's also what? It's also a headache at times oh, yeah. because not all of those people work out. A lot of them don't. Right. It's a you risk. Know, it right. is a risk. A lot, a lot of them don't work out. And then, you know, when that doesn't happen, you have to. You have to fire people. Yeah. I have to. Fire How people. is that? Uh, it's never easy. Um, but you, I've had, a, I mean, there was a couple where, you know, maybe it was fun because they were complete assholes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm right, not lie. Right. But, but 95% of them you are, are, um, you know, you it's never want to do it. It's, it's tough. hard. Cause I've been on the other end. I've been fired so many times. I've been fired mostly cause I'm introverted. People are just like, that was a shady guy. Like, this guy? <laughs> you know what I mean, like what's, that's what's, so what's funny that you think guy? that's what you think people are thinking that you're a shady guy. Well, some people do. That's, that's just the reality of it. It's just. 
some extroverted people don't like introverts because they just can't like why aren't you like talking why aren't you yeah like me? yeah what are also you people that are up to no good don't like me because i'm an observant guy and they can see that i can literally just see right through them yeah and they're just that there's a lot of that in my life where yeah like people are just like and i'm just like so you're a good evaluator of human nature, Liz. I'm very good at it. Yeah. If you ask people that know me and, you know, they would fight me on the thing, but I always come around and go, dude, you were probably right about that person. I said, yeah, I know. I told you. You're no good. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't know. And I, you I just, also don't seem to have, like, a, a need to, like, be liked. Like, you're not going to, like, do something just to get somebody to like no. you. No, you, no I, I can't because I, I have to run a business and I have to, I have to make unpopular decisions. You know, and that's, you know, I work in comedy. I can guarantee you 50% of the comics hate me. I'm <laughs> sure, I'm sure in, when I post this thing, they all talk shit on it. And, but you know what? Oh. I don't care. Like, I have, to, I, have, I have a very tough skin on that aspect where it's like, no, I believe in this. I'm doing this and I'm going and I don't care if, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. Right. But, like, I don't care if it's, you don't like it or if you think I suck or if you think I'm an asshole. Because there's certain things that I'm like, no. This is what we got to do. This is the way it's got to be done. And I have to do this. And, you know, I mean, we're talking about running a business. We're talking about like, you know, but like right. people don't like that. And, you know, but I have to, but I, on the other hand, have to just be like, all right, well, you know, I don't care that you don't like it. I think anyone and, that runs a business or is in charge of anything is, you, you, you know, is just ripe for uh, criticism. Well, yeah, when you own a business, like, you know, I mean, yeah. look, you got to be the bad guy sometimes. Like, you, you think I, I don't know when I walk out of my bar that my employees might be like, ah, what the fuck, fuck him or whatever. I know like, that happens. Of course it sometimes does. Sometimes it's got to. Of but, course it but, does. But, but it but seems you, like. But you have to just roll with but it. But you know you, what? We feel like that about everyone we know in our lives. True. Right? True. I bet, you know, I mean, every, we are all, we are all uh, subjects of complaints. Like I like to say, we're all annoying to somebody. Yeah, we only I mean, have a minute and a half left. So I'm going to, well, first of all, I'm going to say thanks so much. <laughs> I'm glad I had, I'm really enjoyed. I'm really glad I got to like hang yeah, out it's with been you. A good experience. Really, really great. And I want people to know where to go to, um, they should go to oldmanhustle.com and then they can find out about um, the Brooklyn Comedy Club.net. Uh, let's just say oldmanhustle.com. That'll be Brooklyn, Old Man Hustle, Brooklyn Bar, Old Man Hustle Bar, yes, and Brooklyn Comedy Club all fall under that website. Uh, it looks the best it's going to look right now, but it's getting redone. It's okay. But everything's under Old Man Hustle. Uh-huh. Um, new websites being built for the club for myself, Edman Hustle, and Instagram. Pretty much, if you go into any social media thing and you put in Edman Hustle, you'll find me. Uh, right now, I'm really only active on Instagram, but uh, yeah, you well, got to get on this, Edward. We're going to make you a you know you you know <laughs> after this show. I mean, you know you you're going to blow up, and you better be prepared. Yeah, I got so, a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, that we shot that. Yeah, I just you're going to be. Yeah, you're doing great. You obviously are doing great. So, and I just want to say thanks to everyone who listened. I'm Dr. Lisa. I'm here every Thursday, two to three. I have over 300 episodes. Uh, check me out at Dr. Lisa Levy SP. Stick around. We got great pro.